0: hey y'all hey
1: guys
0: (laughs) we're back again and of course as usual sharia is the one that don't know what's going on but you know it is what it is whatever that's why i love me is it though it is i feel like we i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the audience technically you are talking to me though (laughs) (laughs) anyway i'm jermaine i'm Shariah. and we are the new kids And we're sitting here with Blake Hall of Fresh Never Fades Clothing. Um, We're recording out of the DAWC clubhouse. If you want more more information about the DAWC or how to rent the clubhouse, all that jazz, you can visit the website at friendsofdawc.com. So moving right along to our question of the day, if you could spend a day just in your happy place, what would it include? i went first the
1: last time so i feel like you gotta go first now Uh, okay i didn't really think about an answer but i would say no people just myself um sounds about right that's fair (laughs) (laughs) law and order svu pizza and my princess blanket and i'll be happy what
2: kind of pizza though?
1: cheese pizza from anywhere, probably. Oh, you
2: just made two bad decisions. <laughs> SVU and cheese pizza.
0: All right.
1: That is a great combination.
0: Um, my happy place, of course, would be in my bed.
1: <laughs> this is Where you always fact. are. Yeah,
0: everybody knows I'm always in the bed if I'm not at work or out. Um, usually sleep. So, you know, that it, it is what it is. But, yeah, as long as nobody's calling my phone in my face. I'm in the bed. I'm straight. I don't even have to be watching TV or nothing. Just let me be in the bed. I'm good.
2: Like, I like people though, so like, I would want somebody around. Probably, maybe. It depends <laughs> on who that person is. Uh, Ooh, that's
0: a lot. Yeah, see people in. as yeah. I got
2: some chicken, I'm. Just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: no, know, y'all laughing like shit. We know like, some some good chicken. Chicken from where though? Like, see, those... it's the problem. Like, I like chicken from a lot of places, so. It could be Captain J's. Okay. It could be Sweetwater. Mm. It could be They Say's. It okay, could be I can use They Say. Okay. Tony. I might just fry it myself. I mean... Also? Just some chicken, uh, some alcoholic beverages, and uh, Netflix. And I'd be alright. I could be anywhere. I could be at the crib. I could be at somebody else's crib. Just, as
0: long as you got them things. As long as I got
2: those three things... No, actually no. Scratch Netflix because a lot of good movies don't run anymore. So, uh, just give me a good DVD collection. Can go I,
1: from there. I feel it. Alright. sounds to do. Yeah, see. We, Except for the
2: people part. I was with you. We be trying. I'm a people person, man. Like <laughs> We be trying. I just talk to people randomly. I'm the guy who talks to the Uber driver. Like, that's me.
1: We, I would say I'm that when I want to be that. But, like, I tend to, like, my social battery just die. And I be like, wherever I am, I'm just done. I'm yeah. not that at all. <laughs> 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 like, just take
0: me where i need
2: to go uber drivers who don't talk creep me out oh i love it oh
1: please do not i'm not offended if they don't talk nor am i creeped out i don't like the ones that talk too much
2: i mean i'm cool with that well it depends on what they're talking about they're talking Mm -hmm. about something that's like totally i don't agree with something that's like just weird Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i can do without this but
1: like the uber driver in atlanta he was terrible what happened he was... Atlanta was just a bad trip. It was. It was a bad trip altogether. Everyone's Atlanta had a bad Atlanta trip. i <laughs> um, He almost hit a homeless man. So that was the first strike. Um, he was homophobic and making uh, like so lit. many terrible comments. It was just bad. It not was, lit at all. Like, long. please let us And on. then he was... I mean, really he messed up. When,
0: he got, when we got in the car, he started talking. I was already over it. Like, sorry. We were just looking at him like, we have been at this
1: conference all day. We were just like... I was in uh-huh. DC
2: and me and our overdriver talked. Sometimes he picked me up to the airport It's like a 40 minute drive. Yeah, no. Happened to be from here though. He was from here. So okay. me and him had a thing. Yeah. And he went to King's was out in that Oh,
0: okay. But still, I will i will be the one in the back seat with my headphones in. I won't even be listening to nothing. I was about to say I won't be listening to
1: anything and my headphones will definitely be in. I'm hung over. I'm right there, like Yo. <laughs> The one in there. Philly wasn't bad. But oh, it hey, was like real quick. Philly. She was cool. She was Oh,
0: you talk, you talk about the mother one that picked us up in the rain.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on hurt. to Diving in the D. We have some events coming up that we want to tell you about, of course. The first one is the City of Detroit Small Business Empowerment Fair. This is going on October 18th. It's free. It's at the um, Eastern Campus of WC3, so right over there on Connor. This event is from 4 to 8 p.m., Um, And those who attend get the opportunity to make some new connections and learn about valuable resources in the city that can assist in helping your small business grow. So definitely want to check that out. The second event is a small business workshop, which is um, going to be on October 24th at the Northwest Activity Center. This event is also free. It's from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And at this workshop, you'll have the opportunity to learn about the um, advantages and challenges of owning your own business. There will also be panelists there to speak about how to get your business started, business development, and, of course, startup funding. So those are two events going on in the city that are free because y'all know we love free. Um, Check them out. Definitely get some um, great resources, meet some really cool people, and, you know, chat it up. Our next segment, <laughs> uh, titled The Affectionately You Mad or nah. So my first topic, um, and this is something that me and my mom were actually talking about a couple days ago. So the um, city of Detroit currently has a new policy proposed by, I believe, city council for the fire department. Um so, when responding to fire emergencies, they now have to follow a new category policy, Code 1 and Code 2. So, Code 1 is immediate danger. Code 2 is non-life-threatening. When they're responding to a Code 2, they cannot use their sirens or lights. Like, <laughs> you
2: know at going? all? So, like, I heard on the news of the day, but it's like a period. They can't even nothing. They just, they they, just they drive regular, obeying the law.
0: Yeah, so the, that defeats the purpose of emergency um, response. The head of the, um, I believe, fire union is very upset. Um, there was a story on the news about a woman who whose house was on fire. Um, I believe it started from an electrical fire. Somehow it was classified as a code 2 and her house actually burned down because they took too long to get there because nobody would move out the way because it's just a fire truck driving down
1: the street. Right. I feel like they don't think these kind of things through because what if you're, you know, in high traffic areas where traffic is completely, you know, stop and go. What if it
2: starts a cold 2 and then becomes a cold 1? Like in the process of getting there. Yeah, like I'm yeah. going to call it back like, hey, it actually, got worse. My so, second
1: layer on fire now, so uh the but, fire
2: that turned up. So yeah. y'all
0: need to hurry up. And it's it's interesting because the conversation I was having with my mom, um, she was talking about how these are the type of things that uh residents complain about when they talk about quality of services and mm-hmm. it actually drives them away from the city. Of course. Because when you think about um when you think about a fire, you as the person reporting a fire are not thinking about a code one or code two, well, y'all need to come ooh, get, my, get this my house come with this fire, fire right? Out. Um. So it's it's definitely an interesting development. I'm sure this is not the last we're going to hear of this development. Um, and of course, I've seen arguments on both sides where there are pros and cons to the policy. But it's definitely a interesting. What's the pro with it? Right. I don't... Well, so part of the reason they um, cited for implementing this policy was because, uh, like last year, there was an accident where. Um, Somebody didn't stop like the fire truck was coming down the street lights siren. Somebody didn't stop They actually got into an accident and injured a firefighter on board and they were only technically responding to a small garbage fire So the pro or I guess the reason the council is saying Oh, this policy will um they won't be in such a rush to where when they're responding to things like small garbage fires or non-threatening fires, they can just follow regular traffic laws and they don't have to put themselves in more danger. But at well, that point, what?
1: I'm still confused. At
2: that point, it's like shouldn't be on the fire department or the firefighters to take care of that. Like if you see a fire truck with lights on, it's gonna get over. Like that's like now nah, I'm born and raised in Detroit, so I know. You get to your right, you see a cop car behind you or mm-hmm. a fire truck. Like, I've been places that don't follow that rule necessarily, and they're idiots in my opinion. Like, you got a fire truck; it has to light the siren on for certain for Ooh. a reason. Like, yeah. get out the way, let them through. And anything that happens, like granted, I mean, I would assume more often than not that it's the civilians that are getting injured. It's kind of on them, like.
1: Why you didn't get out the
2: way because like, if i hit a fire truck i'm pretty sure i'm gonna do more damage to me and my car than i'm gonna do to the fire truck and the person in there
1: like yeah and like, it's not like they're saving money by doing this right because yeah, you're it, still going to the car you're yeah. still spending the gas you're still maintaining you know your truck so and you're putting people's lives in danger because like like so this example
0: like this example of the lady who house burned down because they were responding to a cold too and you know they if they had got there quicker Maybe, you know, her house could have been salvaged or something. So, so you mad or not? I am mad. Yeah. I am quite mad I'm because mad I think too. this is a pointless policy. There are so many other things that could be addressed rather than the the use of lights and sirens. So, the
2: the only reason they're doing this... Well, that's
0: one of the reasons cited in this article uh, from the news.
2: So, it's not going to save them no money. It's not going <laughs> to... Nothing. It's just going to...
0: They haven't... <laughs> They, they said they want to give this policy a few months to see if it's helpful or harmful.
1: Um, so, how many people got to die before they even should have got the answer to that before
2: it even started.
1: <laughs> this is too much. I can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. sounds like everybody is equally mad at this. So.
0: Quite, yeah. including the fire department. Because <laughs> they like, we can't even do our job for real.
2: So, what happens if they decide to say, exactly, you know what, I'm not listening to that. I'm throwing lights on. That's a great question. They'll get in trouble. They get And in then crime. I
0: wondered if that also applied to like the ambulances that come um, from why fire not? departments you
2: know what we just gonna take all the lights and off of everything
0: <laughs> they just go try if you and yeah. make it
1: you make it hey
2: we gonna get there when we get there Listen. I'm gonna text you when I'm outside <laughs> and we gonna, we gonna figure it out cause
1: there are like countries and stuff that don't have the rule that you have to get out the way or whatever I remember doing a, a project for international business and I think it's Malaysia or somewhere mm-hmm. that they don't have that rule but the amount of people that die in those trucks or in those situations is like through rules. Right. Because and they, they just the haven't way. made any changes. Like, I don't, yeah, I That's can. crazy. This topic is stressing me out.
0: <laughs> so, of course, more to come on that topic. We'll see what happens. Oh, Lord. All right. Your
1: turn. So, my topic is cheating a little bit because it's not related to Detroit but I thought it was an interesting topic nonetheless. Um, so, this past weekend my mom went to Atlanta for a funeral for our family and she came across this video of the people of Uniontown Alabama uh, claiming that they are experiment- or experiencing environmental injustice and racism because of this basically like this coal filled like <laughs> humongous space is on top of a graveyard. So, like, this mill or whatever, whoever purchased the land, they are literally on top of people's loved ones. They have promised that they wouldn't build over the headstones and that they would maintain the headstones that are there. But when this video came out, it's like a year or so ago, I think, and they were not maintenance. Like, in the video, you can just see, like, somebody's loved one. There's just grass all on top of it. It's ridiculous. And then they're also indicating that their water is not being properly processed and cleaned and it's like spreading human feces all oh, over ugh. their um their crops and such. So yeah. I thought that was a very interesting thing because as we know here, clean water is a big well, deal. Think,
0: yeah, and I think the, the idea of environmental injustice or racism isn't is more concentrated in, of course, uh, minority areas or yeah. areas where you find a larger concentration of African-American people. <clears throat> and it's interesting that um, in a predominantly white neighborhood, a proposal was introduced to build, like, this factory near a school. And, of mm-hmm. course, the parents were like, no, we don't want it over here, blah, blah, blah. And they said, okay, we won't put it over here. But then they put it by a black school. Yeah, And it's just, it's the same exact issue, but now all of a sudden... Even though people are still, the black people are still upset. We don't want this here. You know, y'all can't put this here. It's kids here. Now, it's like nobody's listening. Yeah.
1: This is is where it's going to go. And that was the same thing with them, too. They were saying that because of the coal or whatever chemicals that they're using there, now the air isn't clean. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, this sounds so, I hate saying it, but the Piggly Wiggly that was there (laughs) (laughs) in Uniontown, they closed it. So Mm -hmm. now they don't have a grocery store. (laughs) Their grocery store is like 30 miles away. Oh, man. Which is intense for people that don't have cars. That's intense for anybody. Anybody. because like, I to had a, a car i am 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a full so, desert. Yeah.
2: At the end of the day I, you look at it I look at it this way. Um, the grossly underserved always fall into one or two categories or both. Mm-hmm. Either black or a minority or poor. Mm-hmm. That's just how it always is. Like and they're always going to get straight on a stick. Because some people would like to blame it on them. Oh, you're not standing up enough you're for yourself. Putting yourself mm-hmm. the you're not pulling yourself up out of your Yeah, that and you're not complaining enough. You're not complaining loud enough. It's, sometimes it just doesn't matter. Like They're still going to overlook us. They're still going to look at us as less than. They're still going to treat us and give us what they feel that we should have and mm-hmm. deserve to have. And most of the time it's BS. So... Do I think that uh, uh, environmental racism and injustice exists? Most definitely. Like that's a that's a pretty clear thing that we've seen over the past what six years. And I mean, yeah.
0: it exists here because I remember earlier this year it was in the news about um, Gross Point mm-hmm. and their trash. Mm-hmm. They they don't. It's not in Gross Point. It's in Detroit. Like it's on the other side. And now it's like this huge rat problem, like. But they don't want to do nothing about it because they're like,
1: oh, that's not our, that's not, not our, our side, area. that's not our city. But it's, but it's y'all trash. It's y'all stuff. But they they do that kind of stuff. Like I read this whole article on how like people come down from you know Gross Point, Ann Arbor, wherever they're coming from, all these places to go to like the Tigers games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this this particular report was just about opening day by itself. And they came out and took pictures the next morning after the game, and it was just trash. Everywhere, because they just don't care. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not where they gotta
2: live at. Like, if they don't gotta live here, Um and a lot of people feel that the trade off of income is a is should make it okay. Like, like because they spending. I'm that money spending here. money in your downtown. I can do what I want to do. Oh, me putting this factory in your downtown is bring money and bring a job to you. I should do. What I want to do. And a lot of people mm-hmm. look at it like, oh, well, we're giving you money, take it. Yeah, you should be happy that are yeah. doing. And, I, and I, I, it's, a, it's a shame to say that for so long, a lot of these communities and towns and cities were so strapped for cash that we had to accept it. It was mm-hmm. like, you know what? We have no other options of bringing in jobs or bringing in money. We got what we can get. And it's perpetuated this continuing issue where it's just over and over again. You did it before, I'm going to keep doing it again. I. Right? And at some point it has to stop. How does it stop? I have no idea, but it has to stop at some point.
1: And I feel like a lot of times it gets pushed off, like, oh well, you know, this community can speak up for themselves, or you know, Mm -hmm. that place can speak up for themselves. When it'd be easier to tackle it all together, honestly, to just you know make sure we all get what we need. But yeah, the burning question: Are you mad or not? I am very mad.
2: Oh yeah, I'm pissed. And I, and I figured out uh, a topic All right,
1: Lord, yeah, I
2: figured it out So I'm not sure if y'all saw But like a few weeks and months ago um, There was a thing on the news About the Crown Plaza downtown Wanting to I'm build, build a second tower Okay And they want to build this tower And they're going to pay for it They're not asking for any tax breaks from the city or the state They're not asking for any incentives Okay. They're about to come out of pocket And pay for it and the city council is not letting them do it. Because the current tower has had issues and reports of like mice and stuff like that. Yeah, I've called. And they're saying... <laughs> you've called? I said, no, I recall called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they've, uh, they said, until you clean this up, we're not going to give you a second tower. But they haven't gone to check and see if anything's been cleaned up. Hmm. And they're continuing to tell them no. So my thing is that you have this company... Who wants to put money in the city? They want to bring you another space to have people stay in when they come to visit from out of town. They're wanting to do this and pay for it themselves, and you're not taking the time out to go.
0: Is uh, the chrome is it black on?
2: Ah, I'm not sure.
0: Cause it's been it's been there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was been metro train back in the day. Yeah, and I'm. I'm curious as to why it's not considered a historical property because I feel like it's been there for a while. It's been there for. The- um, or at least has some historical value. And you also bring up a good point that, you know, this is this is supposed to be an added value to um, tourism in the city, yeah. an additional place for people to stay, um, which would seem like it would be right along the lines of the initiative of city government because they've been popping up hotels everywhere else downtown. So, that's definitely an unexpected turn, yeah, I would say. Um, although I have heard reports from my auntie and her friends back in the day of the issues that they've had there,
1: but I feel like that's the really place. that's really anywhere, though. I say they're not the only place I've heard. Yeah. yeah. It's anywhere, especially neighbors. when you have Absolutely people man. coming to man. stay there. Like <laughs> these people are bringing this yeah. stuff yeah. with them, like You don't know
2: what you get. And my th- so I guess my biggest thing with this is that they want to pay for it themselves. They're not we asking do for any it. tax breaks. They're not like a certain somebody from Cleveland who wants to come in <laughs> and ask for everything under the sun oh, because we. they're adding value to our city. They like, I got it. Let me do it. Yeah. So I, like, why not let these people do what they want to do and really, because you gotta think about all of the the um, like the shows and all of the what's the word. Uh, the things that go around places that have passed up on Detroit oh, because yeah, they don't that's have that's enough that's hotel amazing. space. Yeah. yeah. And all the conferences and stuff like that who yeah. passed up for not having enough hotel space. It might give you a whole second tower. But y'all don't want to do it because of they got who racks, knows what. Like the rest of mean, And they might not even have yeah. rats no more. Like,
0: but it's crazy because, okay, so if you're citing the issue of rodents, you know. As a concern, which of course it would be, but you're also putting money into renovating these spaces downtown that have been abandoned for decades. There ain't no tunnels yes, in there. I'm
1: sure it's, it's probably a, some humans in oh, that oh, boy. Like, what about rodents? Lions,
2: tigers, and bears all <laughs> in through there.
0: You know, what do you? How do you counter that? How mm-hmm. do you justify your, you know, your reasoning for one and not the other? You don't. They just do what they want. Yeah. All right. So Blake, you mad or not? Oh, I'm for sure, I'm mad. <laughs> I've been mad since I got here. Bit,
2: apparently, y'all just gonna just
0: you, you know
1: take what? my good jolly day and just. We have all been mad. Yes. so At least we're mad together. Cool. Yes. Cool. So this you is the do, mad podcast episode.
0: Right.
1: Girl. <laughs> all right, and with that, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back. If you want to learn more about the new kids, check out our website at thenewkidsdetroit.com. Make sure you listen and subscribe and rate us on iTunes at the New Kids LLC. And do us a favor and share your favorite episode on all of your social media. <laughs> well, welcome back, guys. Now that we're done being mad, are we? We're all like Well, I thought we were done being. Mad. Don't getting mad at me. Listen, this is
2: like talking to me. Right. So we're
1: not mad anymore Yeah then, we're right? not mad at I you, you. Yeah. Alright All right. so we're not mad anymore So we're gonna, we're gonna introduce our guest uh, Mr. Blake Hall of Fresh Never Fades Clothing Well I said we were gonna introduce him But actually he gonna introduce himself So All right. there you go Spotlight on you
2: Boom, oh, okay. Boom. It's like back in high school you yeah, to stand up Bye. And say what I'm doing here Yes. <laughs> Alright uh, I'm really horrible at this you
1: know,
0: <laughs> You know what I everybody everybody
2: is. is so don't yeah like, like, i i hated it in high school i hate doing it now but i mean
0: just talk about you and what it is that you do why you here i mean i'm
2: here because i want to like talk about my clothing line but y'all say my name is blake oh. uh, i go by heezy for the most part uh social media all that kind of good stuff i am the creative director and founder of fresh never Phase clothing uh, independent streetwear brand based in Detroit. We just celebrated our five year anniversary two up. weeks ago.
0: So. Congratulations. So that went hard
2: at all? My heart beating fast. <laughs> my watch just told me that my heart rate is accelerated.
1: Well, yeah. we, I don't think we should enjoy putting people on the spot as yeah. much as we, we do, do, but we do, so it's all good. So, we're
2: going to put you on the spot again. Cool. Because I got questions this time, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But this that. is the
1: lightning round. So, you have 30 seconds to answer <laughs> five you questions. Turn on the timer. Last <laughs> oh, time. Oh, you got like a real timer? <laughs> yeah. I didn't yell last time when it
0: was past 30 seconds. Wow. That's what I'm saying.
1: Do, do the one that counts it backwards instead of the one that counts up.
0: Oh, shit. Which one is that?
1: <laughs> go to the timer. Oh, you mean like this? Yes. Okay. And just count it. Put it at 30 seconds.
0: Do this go by? This don't go by second.
1: Yes, it does. The other side. No. I was hoping she didn't lie, but alright. <laughs> no, we were gonna all right. find it. Alright, you ready?
2: I'm good. I'm alright, come on.
1: Alright, ready, Dorane? Yes. Alright. Are you a Detroit native? Born and raised. East or West Side?
2: Westside, semi Wyoming.
1: Favorite Coney Island.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh between Sherwood and El Georgia, I'm going to L Georges
1: Okay. High school. Cash. How do you stay inspired? Huh? Uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know man it happens it just comes
1: well you All right. made it before yeah. five seconds Bingo. You know. turn up look at that was-
2: how do you <laughs> stay inspired that is the terrible way to just end the question like that who can answer that properly in less than 30 seconds
0: I mean you could have you said reading you could have said you know writing, drinking. drawing, drinking party, oh so evening. I can like
2: so I don't have to be like totally PC on this no, I just oh man. So I was wondering about that. No. Why does
1: everybody do that? No, like, you can be yourself. yourself.
2: It's slightly, slightly professional, so I, I didn't yeah. want to because
0: Professional-ish. Profe-
2: professional adjacent.
0: School.
1: Yeah, there see? Go. That's there you go. You understand now. All right, so <laughs> did you pursue higher education? And if you did or did not, tell us why.
2: Um, It depends on how you define pursue higher education. I went to college. There you go. I didn't finish. Um, You went? Yeah, I went to to Kentucky State University in Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh, Shout out to my HBCU. Uh, I went there in fall of 2009 and I was there until like 2013, 14-ish. Majored in marketing with a minor in communications and business administration. Um, I mean, I didn't really think Anything of it for me it was like high school and college, so I, yeah. I went to college. Uh, so I didn't finish based on some things that the university did and how they changed some of their policies up on students, so I was forced to withdraw from classes. And then I came back home and I recently re enrolled at Wayne State. So
1: That's up. school is
2: cool for some people. Um, I pursued it, I ain't necessarily say I wanted to or enjoyed it, but mm. I did. And it was worth the experience, I guess. Minus these bills that I come won't say,
0: was it done? <laughs> Listen,
2: I try to tell myself, like, it was worth it. If, you, if <laughs> it I didn't great. go to K-State, I didn't go to college, I probably wouldn't have started a, a business, period. Okay. Um, okay. I would have met people that I met. I wouldn't have had some of the experiences that I've had, even though some of them I could do without. Valid. Uh, my reasoning mm-hmm. for going there is pretty stupid, but it led me there, and that was cool. Uh, so, I mean, Sally may not getting paid regardless, so it's all good. They gonna get in the blood.
1: Listen, <laughs> they, they sent me the little reminder like this is how much you owe. Stop telling me this. Like uh, we don't have to have this conversation because you like, I know. I know.
2: I saw <laughs> it. I was there. It was you? Like,
1: I get it. You so knew what this was you gave me the money. You knew you weren't getting it back. So. Just like the rest of America. Look, my <laughs> job
0: participates or qualifies for student loan forgiveness under the public service program. Put so as long up. as y'all, president, don't mess this up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he texted me yesterday? Man, I was <laughs> so scared man. the shit out of me.
1: I was so upset, y'all, because, don't judge me, but I was in the middle of listening to B2K and. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ruined right. the whole
0: thing. I
2: right. don't know. How know I, was what was I don't even want to stop. Phone yeah. scared the hell out of me. I'm <laughs> sitting on a deadlift. and I oh shit. See, I right. thought
1: somebody kid was missing. I'm like oh look, look
2: no. On, see, on. I messed up. I got the Amber Alert thing off. I, so I knew was, them both I off. too. So I knew it wasn't that. I didn't know about the other one until yesterday. But I,
1: I had the Amber Alerts off. But I thought like maybe this was like so important that they just pushed it through anyways. Nope. Cause I couldn't figure
2: out why it was in my phone. I don't understand okay. why he's texting us. Donnie, yeah, he did not hit me up ever again. No, I don't, don't want to kick that. it with
0: him. <laughs> I don't know that. <matter> we got <laughs> news. Don't get my got stuff news. If going on, just show it on the news. He tweet anyway. So hey. look, he well, got. On he's gonna yeah, start
2: he's sending y'all his tweets <laughs> <straight> to your <y'all laughs> phone. So boom yeah. boom.
1: Because his Twitter is definitely blocked from my account. look
2: sometimes I go so. there just to amuse myself. I just go watch. I look at it like, yeah, this is. Is this real? And can't do it. Can't
1: do it. Anyways. So, did you always know that you wanted to be in the fashion or clothing industry? And if not, um, what did you learn from? Um, don't listen to me. Because <laughs> I started she questions. Start trailing off.
2: Um, <laughs> <My bad. laughs> nah. So I never knew I wanted to go into fashion. Um, so I've told the story a, a million times. Like in high school and middle school, I never played sports. I was never like that guy. But I was fairly popular, off the strength that I was slightly funny. And I was pretty good dresser, so that was my thing. So being into clothes and looking nice and sneakers were always something that I had in my back pocket. So when I got to college, and um, I figured out like, okay, I I always knew working for someone was not on my agenda ever in life. So I figured out like, I'm working for myself. And I tried out a bunch of different stuff. I did artist management for a while, and I uh, I threw parties like most of my college career and hosted parties. And um, all that kind of good stuff. So, like, entrepreneurship was always the end goal. Mm-hmm. What I was going to do with that, I never knew. Um, and it kind of just came from, like, what's something that you're naturally good at? Like, getting flowers, something I was naturally good at. So, I was like, I can work with that. I could do something with that. And that was
0: where everything came from. I think it's interesting. Like, we, growing up, or we get this image of... Like, being an entrepreneur means that you have to do one thing and be great at it instead of trying a bunch of yeah. different things. Yeah. Or, like, it's not promoted that you can try your hand at a bunch of different things. Even if one is successful, you can still launch something else. Yeah. And you can be committed to more than one thing without overcommitting yourself and putting yeah. yourself out.
2: I, I was fortunate between the ages of 19 and 21, 22, to have done a lot of things. Like, I mm-hmm. did. Like I said, I, I started off with a blog, mm-hmm. like a hip-hop blog, like, just talk about music and stuff like that. And from there, I went and I did a social media management for a DJ that I went to college with, uh, my boy Fitted. And from there, I started throwing parties and hosting parties. And then from there, I did artist management for a rapper in Atlanta and for, uh, you had him on the show, DJ Kid McFly. I was his manager. We were roommates for a while, I was his manager. Then from there, I just tried a whole bunch of stuff, see what was gonna stick to the wall, cause I literally got fired from every job I've ever had. I got oh, fired wow. from a study job.
1: <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> it's not funny. But... Like,
2: oh. so, I didn't go.
1: Okay. Like, right. like, that was
2: the bottom line of like I didn't go. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, well it's office. I would go in there, and I would sign in, and I would sneak out. Or, I just wouldn't show up. Right. And finally, you know what? Just don't come back. So I'm like, whatever's well, my money, I still get paid for that? Like. What's up?
1: <laughs> They're like, no, nigga, you sneaking no, out. Like <laughs> no, nah.
2: so I had to jug. I had to go to like, find out, like, yo, can y'all work something out? And luckily, uh. See,
0: they was probably looking at you
2: like. Listen, I'm like, look, man, I got fired. Y'all gotta do something for me. So they, <laughs> they, they, helped, they helped me out. They, uh, they just kept, cause my workstation checks were going through my tuition anyway. Yeah. Okay. So they just dispersed it in the form of some other kind of like grant or mm-hmm. something like that. But, yeah, I got fired from there. Then I worked at Sprint. Sprint was my first real job. I was in the call center doing customer service. And I was great at my job. I was amazing. I, I was say like,
1: you're, you're good at talking. So yeah. I,
2: I was like, employee of the month for like, eight months in a row. And then. <laughs>
0: and then. You I, stopped I showing a, up. No. Oh.
2: <laughs> I broke a rule. So, like, oh. they had a zero tolerance rule of like, um, if, say, you call Sprint mm-hmm. and I answer the phone, I couldn't hear you, I had to read this script verbatim. And if script. I didn't, yeah, if I didn't read it that way, I was fired. So, I had just put in for like vacation, so I I got off at two o'clock. I'm like, I'm gonna get off at two o'clock. I ain't back here for a week, and my phone rang at one fifty nine, and everything was shut down on my computer already. I'm like, damn. So I answered the phone. Luckily, it was dead air, but I didn't read the script right. So when I came back from vacation. They was like, yeah, can you come back for a minute. I'm like, I'm about to get fired. It was like uh, no, I, no, nothing good happens in the back. You can tell me like, <laughs> if i are getting fired. Just tell me now. I'll leave. Like don't play. Like so, I got fired from there. And then the rest of the jobs is just I was barely going or I was late. You know, so something had to shake. I had rent to pay, and I couldn't strip. So
1: <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was not expecting that either. But okay, right. I already know. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of Stripping? Your... No, While we are on the topic of stripping? Um, <laughs> what are some of the professional hurdles or hard lessons that you learned so far with your clothing line? Besides uh,
0: being on time
1: or showing up to work. Oh,
2: so that's sprint? that's not a, a <laughs> problem anymore. Like I love what I do, so okay, I'm always okay. on time. I'm always enthusiastic about what, what it is I'm doing because it's something that I love and that I care about. um But there are always like hurdles to get over and things that you have to go through. So for me. um I had to learn to never overextend myself, like to never um, think that I'm bigger than what I actually am. Mm -hmm. Like I made this, I made the horrible error once of like ordering way too many pieces.
1: Okay.
2: And I walked in my apartment, it was like 200 shirts just sitting there. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Like, and it was like no discount deep enough to get them gone. I just left them there. Like I moved on my apartment and I left them there. So they was just there. I don't know, have some shirts.
0: I can't imagine somebody just. Oh,
2: it was like boxes and boxes of F and F just laying around. So I'm pretty sure somewhere in Kentucky, it's like people wearing F and F 2013 collection one. Is just running around somewhere with those on. But that was the biggest thing that I learned to never overextend myself and to be realistic mm-hmm. about my goals, about what I can accomplish, about how fast I can accomplish things, like everyone has this super ambitious thing of wanting to be the best and wanting mm-hmm. to oh i want to sell out first day or oh, i want to do this in third but it's, it might not happen every time so you have to take your goals and make them lofty but also make them something that you are able to get done or get the majority of it done so you're not sitting there with stumpy ass
1: <laughs> you- what story are you looking to tell about Detroit with your career?
2: um I actually have never thought about that before but I guess the biggest thing is that like Detroit is Detroit like it's always been what it is it's gonna always be that in terms of fashion like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Detroit people get dressed mm-hmm. like and that's what we do if we do nothing else. We don't get dressed. We can be jobless. We be broke. We're going to be oh, Christmas. going no. look good, though. Yeah, you might have a dollar in your pocket.
0: And when you think about, like, pop culture, music, Detroit's mm-hmm. usually associated with fashion or being yeah. by hair.
2: You got to think of some of the stuff we see, like how many cats was wearing Cardis before. Right? Like, I go to, like, places like... Ohio, I see niggas with buffs on. Like y'all wasn't doing this before. You know, like right. y'all didn't get this from y'all selves. Y'all got this from Detroit. Y'all know that. <laughs> Like even the people like I was talking about the day tweet like uh something about wild wow, people from Detroit. Everything's right there. Like because he did. did. Like nigga, like, hey, <laughs> this is what we do. Like the food we eat, the clothes we wear, the cars we drive, the way we talk, the way we walk. Music, music. Clearly, you see. The bay is just uh, no. side the east side, and then my man's in Milwaukee dropping ass to a track that sounded like it could be <laughs> from Detroit. Like, it's just we're everywhere. So, one of my things is that I want to show people that we can do it too, especially with streetwear. You yeah. always hear LA, you always hear New York, you always hear Tokyo, London. You never hear Detroit when Detroit. In its essence, is streetwear. It's Everything about us is rough, rugged. It's authentic. authentic. Yeah, yeah, it's what we are. And that's how I feel like this brand portrays our city.
1: Okay. So we want to give you the opportunity to tell us about um, your business or businesses and what the story behind FNF is.
2: Um, So the foundation of FNF is less is more. Um so, I don't know how old either one of you guys are. I'm not going to ask y'all out on air. But we will tell you. <laughs> I'm 27, right? So, for me, um, I grew up in a time where, i said tell you before the interview, like, you got fresh, like, and you put effort into what you wore. Like, you didn't just go buy an outfit off a mannequin in the mall. Like, you yeah. went to the mall, like, okay, I'm going to get these shoes. I'm going to get this jersey. I'm going to get this headband. I'm gonna get these jeans all put it together like this. That is a lost art. Like yeah. you go to the mall now and you going in HM or wherever you're going, you just like, oh, let me get that whole fit on the mannequin. And you're wearing that out. And now you're out with eight different people with the same thing on. And I've been to parties to seeing cats with the same jacket on. Like, didn't I just see you on the like, other side of the room? Like, <laughs> but it's like eight guys with the same jacket on. So what we want to do with FNF is we want to give you guys pieces that allow you to build around them. So everything we do is like super clean, super simplistic. Uh, They're not really heavy on you with the logos or with the designs. And they're not anything that's too cliche. So the thing is that a lot of brands fall into this category of being uh, novelty brands. What they represent isn't anything that's of substance. So with FNF, we want to give you a story. So that's where our it's called our creed comes in, be you, be original, stand out. Those three things are things that we feel makes getting dressed. Like you're before you open your mouth, the first thing someone sees about you is what you have on. Yeah. So the statement you make by what how you're dressed is the first thing anyone ever knows about you before they even hear you talk. So us giving you guys pieces that allows you to build around your own personality, how you present that is how you want to is what matters to us so giving you pieces that allow you to present your own personality and put your own twist on a modern staple we want to call it all right
1: so jermaine and i are both um consultants sometimes in our heads so the first thing i think of when i know <laughs> occasionally last week we was real last week we were real that's cool um so, the first thing that I think of when I think of, like, clothing brands and such is the legalities of it, like, mm-hmm. are you trademark, LLC, those type of things. Um, so, how do you handle that for, for your business?
2: Um, I was fortunate enough, my older brother, who passed away, he um, he taught me the game as far as, like, LLCs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, I was fortunate enough to have someone on my corner who taught me the legality part of registering a business and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff with the... Feds, getting your EIN and putting your articles or organization on paper with the state, all that kind of good stuff. Um, as far as trade bargaining, that shit's expensive.
1: It is. It is so difficult too. So, what
2: I did was the old school nigger rig version <laughs> where I printed out my design, I signed it, I put an envelope, I mailed it to myself, and I've never opened it.
1: Okay.
2: So, I've learned in classes that if you have that with the postmark yeah. on it, you can show I've been using this design since this date on the postmark. Okay. And when they open the pat, open the envelope, they see what's inside of it. So most of most of I've created or I use, I've done that with. Mm-hmm. So I have like a stack of envelopes on my desk. That I've never opened. Eventually, hmm. I'm gonna go ahead do the, the paperwork with this all that kind of stuff but it's a difference in having a word mark and having a yeah phrase, design all yeah. that kind of stuff it's like man it, it gets hectic luckily, luckily I do have a lawyer who's pretty good at what he does so I can reach out to him it's just a matter of um, taking the time to learning kind of things yeah um, I, I took time I still take time to read as much as I can and learn about the kind of things like uh, I'll never let someone sell me something that I can do myself
1: yeah makes like, sense
2: I'm not gonna pay someone to register my LLC for me. I'm just not gonna do it. Like there's enough articles for us to go out there and find what we need to find.
1: Yeah. I mean it's simple. It's not like it's oh, yeah. a long drawn out thing. Right. So I
2: mean The only only issue I have with Michigan is that a lot of those things are not online. So you have to do it by hand and mail it. They,
1: they are getting better. They are Yeah. But it was barely. <laughs> Yeah, we, See, we at least get your we remember. LLC online, so. We remember the
0: paper days because that's part yeah. of what we do with our clients. Yeah, trying to help them get their LLCs. Yeah.
1: trying to like navigate that process because it it can get complicated. Oh, in the yeah. state of Michigan. And um, a lot of people they don't know like what type of business they yeah. want to become, so they waste the their LNC time coming LLC like, uh, L3, uh, L3, L3. 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 Yeah. 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 And
2: people out here who are just getting DBAs for their own personal name and Mm -hmm. not getting LLCs, like, that's not going to protect you in any sense. It's not. If you mess something up, you're getting sued and you about to be broke.
1: Like, the best bet is to do it the opposite way. To get the LLC and then do the DBA. Look at that free advice y'all gave Crazy. I ain't saying nothing. (laughs) Pay me. Pay me my monies. Well, that completes the first part of our episode. So, we are going to take a break and answer the doorbell. The New Kids is all about giving entrepreneurs the right platform. If you're interested in advertising with us, send us an email at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com.
0: All right, so we're back after that random doorbell.
1: <laughs> Just, anyway. Like,
0: all right. Nigga knocking. That's what I'm like, what is happening? Okay, so. better than the slow roll that went past that yeah, one time. Yeah, order police
1: sirens. <laughs> the slow roll <laughs> had music? Yes. It yes. was dead. And the windows were open and it was like a billion... Of that should have just been the commercial break. break. We, cl- we couldn't close the it. That should have just let them vibe <laughs> out with the whole commercial break. I mean, we couldn't like- do nothing else. <laughs> we were drunk. But also.
0: <laughs>
1: very. So, okay.
0: Um, okay, so what other avenues are you currently working in or are you, what other avenues are you looking to go in?
2: Um, I also work as a consultant. Uh, ironically enough, I work as a... Uh, Brand development and marketing consultant, uh, mostly focusing in on creative, creative marketing. So like, I won't say I'm a graphic designer, but I do a lot of graphic design as well as um, strategic marketing plans as far as like content uh, strategies and just general basic marketing plans. That's what, that's what I do. That's my nine to five mm-hmm. per se. Um, and I gamble sometimes. I probably should stop that part though. That might be good. I'm losing. Okay.
0: So, how would you encourage someone to get their bearings or get started in the fashion industry? Like, where would you, um, where would you point, or where would you point your younger self in the direction of how to get where you are now?
2: Um. First, I would tell them to find inspiration. Like, don't do it for the money. Like, so F and F is five years in the game. And I can count off at least six other brands that started right when I did mm-hmm. that no longer exists because they don't have any passion for it. they don't have any anything that's sustaining them because if I'm not making any money, I'm still loving what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm still loving streetwear, hip hop sneakers. I'm still loving that kind of stuff. So I would tell anyone to find your passion in it first. Like don't do it for a check, don't do it for a bag, do it because it's something that you love. Do it because you care about what's happening. And like, me personally, I hate the direction that streetwear is going in because you have all of these other higher up brands like your off whites, and all that kind of stuff. One with these crazy price points that people can't afford because streetwear is made for the streets. Like yeah. you don't have 300 bucks for a t-shirt. Like, even yeah. like back in the day, like when BBC was a hundred bucks. That was a stretch for a t-shirt. Like, I still stretch to buy bait. Like, it's a hundred not a t-shirt. I really want to spend that on a t-shirt. Like, so, I would encourage everyone who wants to get into fashion, especially on the streetwear side of things, find your passion in the fashion. Don't just do it because it's the cool thing to do or the it thing to do or because someone else is doing it. Because a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to just get some t-shirt slap a logo on it. It's a clothing line. Like, no, it's not. Like you gotta focus on your product presentation, your merchandise and how you address issues, sourcing products, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's so many people out here who just buying t-shirts from like Walmart and just smacking the logo on it and calling in the day. I'm not I'm not trying to buy a t-shirt that has a fruit of the loom tag in it. Like, I'm gonna I am i do not want this. This is a fruit of the loom shirt, it's not a brand, this is a fruit of the loom. So anyone who wants to do that, be serious about it.
0: Okay, I don't know what is happening. Hold on. Okay, you can finish what you were saying. Do you remember what you were saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: the ghost got me, but uh, something about passion is What I was saying. Yes. Be that, passionate about what you yeah. do. Yeah, and then just try. Like the worst you can do is fail. Yeah. And failure is not. So failure and success, those are not the the end all be alls of things. Like if you fail at something, you learned something if you didn't learn then i don't know what you did then because every failure that i've ever had in my life every design that was a flop every collection that didn't move how i thought i was going to move i learned something from it whether it be to not go that heavy on production or to change the production uh process or to change the presentation whatever it was i learned something from it so just try I, and one of my i guess it's called my mentor uh, there's a guy named Matt who owns a sneaker shop in Cincinnati. He just did an interview uh, not too long ago. And he says, hey, just, just try. It's some people out here who are scared to fail mm-hmm. that they hold themselves back. Yeah. Like, you'll learn something about something if you try.
0: I feel it. So what's the best piece of business advice that you could give to your past self? Like if past, Blake came up and said, hey, man, you know. What have you learned?
2: (laughs) Don't spend the money. Don't ever spend the money. Reinvest it. So I was just talking to one of my friends the other day about just investments, period. And the thing is, um, people who get chunks of money or people who start businesses or who invest in real estate, whatever it is, they never think about the reinvestment process. So the question was, if I got $80,000 today, what would I do with it? I would stash 10,000 into an interest-bearing account. I would live off 20, and I would invest the other 50. The other 50 is gonna make me 40, so I'm gonna get back 90. Take the 40 in pros, break it down the same way I did the first 80, reinvest the 50. And that is something that should be done with every business, like what you get back, don't spend it, like I made money on collections and blew it, like I went and bought shoes with it, or I did, went out of time. They're like oh i gotta drop more pieces i don't have money left now i gotta go and dig out of my own pocket again and mm-hmm. reinvest when i could have took what i made and you just flipped it all it over again. again like so the biggest thing i'll like, say don't spend the money just take it and keep flipping it over and over and over and over again and i got to start her before you came back to the thing uh, last was my first year of, of running my business But I didn't have any drop off I didn't have to take any time off for financial reasons Or anything like that mm-hmm. I was able to keep myself going for a whole year That's because I didn't spend the money That's just the bottom line of it
0: So how do you make sure you don't get burned out And this can be in the way of like Watching your favorite shows Listening to your favorite podcasts, music Just taking a I break. just
2: quit Like, Ain't nothing wrong with with Put pushing pause like, I if I I'm gonna just stay in a bed for a whole day. If I'm gonna just go walk around my neighborhood or, or go for a drive or go for a drink or go eat by myself, I like, for me, like I enjoy people. So like I'll call my boys like, hey, let's play poker. Have poker night tonight. So we go play poker and drink and eat pizza and talk for hours and hours just to get my mind on things. And that allowed me to recenter, Allows me to pull ideas from people because a lot of things that i do with my brand i pull from my regular life i i might see something outside oh that's dope and i put that into a design kind of way mm-hmm. so i just step away like there's no real putting a plan to it just quick like you know what f it like close my computer for the day i'll come back to it tomorrow
1: there's a lot of people that just can't seem to do that for whatever it, reason. it's
2: hard it really is hard i know me personally like, I'll quit and I'll get in bed and then my mind will just keep going. It's like I the, hate when that happens. It's drink. the dribble on the wheel; like it just yeah. keeps going and going and going. It's like man, hey, what if I did this? What if I did that? Or if I...
0: And then you didn't really quit because you feel like yeah. It's a... And at that
2: point, then I was go sit in the shower. I was go sit in the shower and just sit there, mm. like with the with the water on until I feel like I'm clean. So my mind is clean, my body is clean. And I just go to sleep, like and try again the next day. But it, everyone's different. Everyone can't shut off the same way. Some people. They go drink. Some people self-medicate. Some people...
0: Sleep.
2: Yeah, sleep. I hang out. <laughs> Jermaine. Up. Oh, sleep. sleep. In this, oh, listen. So I have this weird... I am I got OCD on so many things. So if there's something I really can't figure out, I have to sleep in my office. I can't sleep in my bed. I'll sleep on my couch, like in my office, under a cover. And, and for some reason, the next day, I wake up with a different... View on things, and I figured that has worked for the past three years. So now, if I'm hit a roadblock, I'm sleeping in the office tonight. Just shut the door.
0: I'll carry a blanket and
1: pillow in my car. <laughs> Listen, because
0: I would go to sleep anywhere. It is I would take game. my
1: lunch break from like work, this is not a game, and not go a take a nap. Oh, yeah, now
2: I'm I'll be, I'm not really one who sleep anywhere, but depending on the circumstances, like if, I, if I've been up all night, like so for instance, last or two weeks ago. I had our anniversary pop up on the twenty second of September. I made the terrible decision of driving to Indiana for a wedding the day before. Mm. So I was on the road coming back to Detroit at like four in the morning. The event started at noon. I got Detroit around eight. I'm like, damn.
1: Like, Can I get in that bed I Aww.
2: it didn't it didn't work. Like but that Sunday I didn't got to bed, like I was nope, like if I hadn't been moving all Saturday, I probably would have fell asleep at the pop-up, at the register, and I would have got robbed. <laughs> Somebody came That's a series
1: of events, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what happens. And listen, it's a known fact. When you fall asleep places, you get robbed.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, what's next for you? What's What's next?
2: Um... So F, we have our last collection of the year, 2018 collection four will be available online on Black Friday. Um, gonna try some things I haven't tried before and see how that works. Um, next year, I got some things lined up, uh, retail opportunities and things of that nature, more pop-ups. This is my first year doing pop-ups. Okay. So next year I'm gonna get back to that, do a couple more of those. Um, I pretty much sat down and I figured out most of 2019, like two weeks ago. So I got the designs lined up. So um, I figured out that I'm going to do four collections a year now. So uh, this year I did five because I didn't have the anniversary collection in the middle. But next year it'll be four collections. Um, so just a lot, of, a lot of dope stuff. A lot that of I, movement. Yeah. A lot of stuff that I think people are going to enjoy. People are going to feel. People who are like me who. Reach back to that backpack wrap error are gonna really feel out like things that are coming, out especially from the first collection of next year.
0: Um, where do you think our generation is needed in Detroit the most? Everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everywhere.
2: answer yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's that's. The, I mean, that's true. We're needed in government. We're, we're needed in community. outreach. we're needed in non-profit sector. We're, need, we're needed in schools. Cause. It's just a lot of people are out of touch. Yeah. And that's just keeping it totally real. Like, a lot of people in these positions of power just have no idea what's going on. And it needs to be swapped out for fresh yeah. thinking. And that's just the, the truth of the matter.
0: Um. So, this is a question most of our guests hate. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the last two questions, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's why are asking me? Because, it? because, because it's fun. Y'all why not? Because I mean, we, we enjoy to torturing people, apparently. Clearly. <laughs>
0: so where do you see yourself in five years and where do you see yourself at the end of your career and i want before you answer that when i say the end of your career i don't mean when you in a growl because kid was telling <laughs> when, when i die died? when i yes, die no, no i, I don't can't ask
2: that. kid that kind of question <laughs> like, i've known him since freshman year of college and i realized you're just slow so i'm like like that's <laughs> my boy that's dad. my brother that's my dog but i'm like that's you i will ask questions i'm like you know what
1: when i'm done just, working he was like when i'm dead Clearly, your career gonna be over right that point. He be might be, be in
2: heaven on the <laughs> twelve. On the 1200s, it's going crazy. I mean,
0: so yes, where do you see yourself in five years, and where do you see yourself at the end of your career?
2: In five years, um what I'm hopefully speaking into existence is uh, at least one flagship store okay. in Detroit. I want. Like the same way you go to New York and you see the BBC store or the Supreme store, mm-hmm. or you go to LA and see the hundreds. Like you gonna come to Detroit, you gonna see F and F downtown, mm-hmm. like or on an Avenue of Fashion or Six Live or wherever it falls into the right place where it's gonna be at. So that's that's the biggest thing in five years, and I hope to be slightly more hands off with the day to day, more focused on the creative part. That's what I love. Like, I don't like the bookkeeping or
0: most people don't. Yeah. that creatives do Yeah. All that kind of, st- yeah. all that yeah. kind
2: of stuff. I, I don't want to do this. Like, I'd rather... Like, now, what's crazy is I enjoy the marketing aspect of it. Like, I love planning out campaigns and product rollout, all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. I want to be focusing on that and the creative direction of the brand. So those are the two things I want to do in the next five years. And as far as the end of my career, I honestly don't want my career to end. Like,
1: I don't want to retire.
2: Like, I don't want to be retired like, is that that point? like what are you doing like, what's left Like I want to keep doing stuff so mm-hmm. um, at the end of whatever segment of my career I want to go on to the next thing so if it if I'm done with FNF F in 15 years and I want to go on to the next thing and from there until I'm dead and then my career's over obviously <laughs> I'll be in heaven Stunt yeah. t shirts. <laughs> imagine Jesus in the FNF it'd F, be pissed you. ooh <laughs> Me and Paul at the
1: club. Did that <laughs> to happen? Um. Hey, anything is possible. Anything could really be a club. So I was saying, why not? They got,
0: never mind.
1: They said it's gonna be singing in gold carpets them. and gold. You know. Well, our last
0: official <laughs> question of this podcast interview. If you could switch places with someone for one week, who would it be?
1: Now, you have to take their problems. You All the drama. Their drama, their kids, money. Fostering. Kids. Everything.
0: Health but, issues. You know, you bring <laughs> health issues. But you also get, like, their money or their fame or their influence. Or their I spouse. don't want fame. I, I don't.
2: I, I've never wanted to be famous. Like So, I, I don't. Pretty sure I'm good where
1: I'm at. Um, or you can now. This can't also be a person that's deceased. So like, if you wanted to go back wanna in the be past, dead. All right, no. yeah. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Not you be dead. Oh. But back to when they were Never living, because yes. right, you could take you know their knowledge and all that stuff. Too, so. uh, <laughs> I'm <another twin>. gonna <laughs> Well, I'm black,
2: so being alive back then probably ain't cool. Um, <laughs> I guess I might go with Barack Obama, maybe, possibly. Okay. Uh got two beautiful daughters. He got Michelle. He, he
0: was the president. He was the
2: president. So he got security everywhere he go. He getting stuff for free. He hang out with celebrities. But he a little too famous though. So I don't know. I mean, it's
0: just a week. It's just, yeah, you, you'll be for a week? that. <sighs> I don't
2: know. I guess Barack <laughs> Obama. That's what I'm going to go with. Mine this week B. would
0: be Tracy Ellis Ross.
1: Hmm. Because of,
0: of all things, she gets to rape diana closet so that's that, that alone is
1: Ugh, if i had to pick a person this week i don't know i feel like i always want to pick the same people i don't know why but i don't know who i would be i don't know i'm not answering this question today oh, <laughs> no man. i'm just um I'm i like, would i because i always i feel like i always pick Issa ray like yeah. i would i always like Lisa, she fine that and she's, dad, <laughs> she's really smart she's um, really I think my favorite thing about her is that she's really big on bringing people up to her level instead of like only functioning with people that are already where she is so that's something that I aspire to do in my life so yacht parties coming soon yes new kids yacht parties hey, don't that get in the water with us y'all <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen I can't job. swim but I'm in there good <laughs> job alright Blake never...
0: so how can people get a hold of you you know, if they want to purchase,
2: if they want to chop it up, uh, you can get a hold of me personally on Twitter at underscore h e e z y underscore, uh, and on Instagram at heezy was here. Uh, for the brand, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at fnf underscore clothing, and on Instagram at fresh never fades clothing. The website to shop with us is uh, www the FNF shop is spelled T H E F N F S H O P P E dot com.
1: All right.
0: Valid. Valid. All right. Well, of course, you can find us on Twitter at the New Kids LLC and on Instagram at the New Kids LLC and on Facebook at the New Kids LLC. Yes. I always have to think and make sure that the names are the same. We are on yes. SoundCloud um, at the New Kids Detroit and we're on iTunes and Stitcher as the New Kids LLC. It's a podcast. You know, rate us on iTunes. Please. Leave a comment. Um, If you want to be a guest, you can email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. We have a lot of new things that we're getting ready to drop on the website and social media, so be on the lookout for that. We just did a really awesome webinar with the Women's Funding Network. Yeah, sounds great. Um, And that is available on Facebook, so go check out our Facebook page. You can find more information about that opportunity on there. Got anything else you want to share, Shariah? No. Well, then um, if that is all, the new kids are out. Bye, guys.
2: Peace.